Join the conversation. Join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. Well, late yesterday, fire services were battling a huge blaze threatening homes in the Cork Bay area. This morning, we woke up to news about a fire out in the Caledon area, which is about 120, 130 kilometers outside of Cape Town. Uh, and uh, the Cork Bay, Hart Bay region has been burning for quite some time, even just before Christmas, uh, the fires in that area uh, happened. Uh, this is just one in a series of destructive blazes that have ripped through uh, this particular province in a devastating fire season. And as we know, that climate change plays a part in this as hotter, dry conditions play a huge role in sparking these runaway fires that can burn for days, if not for weeks on end. While the president said uh, this will bring his, his, in his national address, he announced a climate change response fund, which will be set up in order to counter the severe effects of global warming and climate change. He said that this will bring together all spheres of government and uh, the private sector into a collaborative effort to build that kind of resilience. And the president mentioned that the wildfires in the Western Cape. He's also chatted about the floods in KwaZulu-Natal, the heatwaves in the Northern Cape, and a drought in the Eastern Cape and storms out in Gauteng. To unpack this for us, Dr. Nomsle Nguenya is a climate research specialist and recently wrote an interesting article looking at why it is critical that government acts quickly to ensure our, our infrastructure can withstand the effects of climate change. Uh, doctor, very good morning to you and welcome to the Early Breakfast Show. Good morning and thank you very much for having me. It is essential that we don't have the luxury of time and that 2024 must be a year of execution and action, isn't it? This is definitely true, um, especially, you know, as, as you wonderfully mentioned, uh, you know, extreme weather events are becoming much more intense and, and, and you know, frequent. Um, if we look even at the past two years, we've really just seen how this has played out, you know, as you said, the wildfires and especially the floods um, that have occurred in KZN, um, you know, but also in other provinces. Um, you know, the interesting thing about these extreme weather related events is, you know, the impact on infrastructure. So infrastructure seems to be the main, um, you know, source that is always destructed when an extreme weather related event happens. Um, for example, if we look at the KZN floods, you know, we've seen how several lives have been destroyed, but also things like schools, ports, bridges, um, you know, being destroyed and, and businesses coming to a halt. Um, I think even if we can bring examples in to see how, you know, um, you know, Transnet came to a halt um, and was not operational, um, you know, during the KZN floods. Um, we've had about over billions of rands, um, you know, in, in infrastructure loss and damage. And so what we really need and what we are really hoping from this climate change response fund is the need to invest in climate resilient infrastructure in order to mitigate the impacts of these extreme related events. Um, Doctor, how, how will this fund be constructed? Because we know the wheels of government turn quite slowly and we don't have time uh, because this affects people directly and it, it affects the economy of the country in a huge way when we're talking about climate change. If we look at the temperatures in the Western Cape for the last two, three weeks have all been over 30, 32 and it's been consistently hotter and hotter in and around the Cape Town area. How will this fund be set up and, and what can we expect to you know, from this particular fund, who will be heading it up and, you know, those kind of strategy and logistics. 
Um, so for now, based on, you know, what the president spoke about in his Sona address last week, um, there's still more details that are going to unravel from, from the fund. But what we are definitely, um, you know, as you mentioned, the wills of government do sometimes take a bit of time, to, you know, to, to implement, um, you know, but what I think a lot of, you know, people are very excited about is the private sector partnership. So private sector really will, um, you know, I think collaborate more greatly with government um, and ensure that things become implemented, especially because private sector um, really has a faster um, turnaround approach, but also has the necessary capital, um, you know, in order to, to, to partner up and to ensure that, you know, certain government initiatives, such as the Climate Response Fund, you know, is implemented efficiently and adequately. What do we really um, you know, really look forward to, you know, with the partnership in government and private sector is also the skills contribution and capacity building that can happen, um, you know, especially to local level government um, in order to deal with extreme related events, um, you know, such as how do we ensure, um, you know, that our municipal workers are well equipped, you know, to handle um, the effects of, of a wildfire, wildfire um, to ensure that evacuation strategies are communi communicated to ensure that there's ensure, you know, awareness strategies that are developed, um, you know, for the local communities who are affected by extreme, you know, um, wildfires or, or, or floods that, that could occur. Mm. Chatting this morning and we're chatting on Zoom to Dr. Nomfla Nguenya, a climate research specialist, and recently she wrote a very interesting article on why it is critical that government acts very quickly to ensure our infrastructure can withstand the effects of climate change. How do we build that resilience, Doctor? First of all, it all boils down to education. Um, you know, I, I always advocate that if, if, if one is aware, you are able to have a, a proactive approach. Um, so this is why capacity building and technical expertise is very, very important. Um, you know, I think for me, uh, you know, based on the fund, but also just based on the overall theme of climate change. So increased awareness and understanding. Um, it really is important, you know, for farmers, for example, to understand, you know, how would um, a wildfire affect the output and the product? Um, it's very important to also, you know, educate, for example, communities who live in marginalized um, areas or by riverbanks that it is not safe, you know, to build houses there, um, you know, because if a flood happens, they are the first people who will be, you know, sort of impacted and their lives will be destroyed because of the impact, you know, of, 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 of the river flooding that occurs that side. So it definitely is increasing more awareness and, and education. But also, very importantly, what we are also looking forward to in, you know, from this fund is the need to invest in, in early monitoring, um, monitoring warning systems. Um, so this is very important. I mean, if we look at South African Weather Services, they do a fantastic yeah. job in terms of, in terms know, increasing of, awareness yeah, and put, um, around you know, uh, the different weather patterns. Yeah, uh, Dr. Nguenya, we have to leave it there, unfortunately, but that's a very interesting article. You can actually sort of Google and research that uh, and listen to the podcast. That's Dr. Nomsla Nguenya, a climate research specialist, chatting about the need for change.